Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's December 2nd, 1994, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. When the so-called Hollywood Madam Heidi Fleiss was convicted on this day in 1994 of providing expensive prostitutes to undercover police officers, she reportedly slammed her hands down on the defence table and laid her head down as the guilty verdicts were read out. But that was actually as much as the court reporters had to work with, because despite the fact that there was this like feverish speculation that her case was going to reveal like lists of celebrity clients and have heads rolling at major studios, in fact, through the trial and even beyond, her little black book remained firmly closed. Her little red Gucci diary, in fact, is what it actually was. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. There was this huge press furore for a year leading up to the case being like, we're going to find out who Heidi Fleiss's clients are, who are the big high profile Hollywood actors spending all their money on prostitutes. And the answer was Charlie Sheen. I mean, I, I know, have seen that one I know 1994 Charlie Sheen was different to 21st century oh, Charlie true. Sheen, but still, I think like America collectively oh, yeah. shrugged when they found out that Charlie Sheen would be testifying that he used prostitutes. So it wasn't actually that shocking. What's more shocking is that in all these years since, we still don't know everyone else who was in that little red Gucci book, although there have been rumours published online. Yeah, we know about Charlie Sheen because he actually testified at the trial and he claimed to have spent more right. than $50,000 a year on Heidi Fleiss's services, although she herself has said it was more like $300,000 a year. <laughs> I was going to say, do the maths. Yeah. Like, apparently, a Heidi Fleiss girl, sorry to use that word, but that is what they would have been called in the 90s, a Heidi Fleiss girl would have cost you $1,500 a night. That's 35 nights a year, $53,000 that Charlie Sheen claimed to spend a year. Now, I get takeaway more than 35 nights a year. <laughs> so if you've got a sex addiction, you've got to be talking at least 200. Well, and also he was having multiple girls at the same time. So, you know, that kind of, that kind of habit adds up. Whoever was using her services, what's particularly interesting, I think, about Heidi Fleiss is that she's still the only Hollywood madam that the general public have generally heard yeah. of. And yet, of course... Hollywood and sex go together like a Big Mac and cheese. <laughs> and therefore, you think, why is it the case that her name is out there? And I think the answer to that is she was intent on making a name for herself. Hollywood madams are supposed to be discreet. Everyone's supposed to know their contact details, but no one's supposed to know their names. Whereas she was obviously the subject of gossip at the Ivy for many years before she was arrested. And she wanted her 15 minutes of fame. I'm not saying she brought this on herself, but I am saying... There could have been alternative ways of going about running this business without making a name for yourself. Yeah, according to the LAPD's Glenn Ackerman, who was one of the cops who worked on the case, the thing that most got her into trouble was her own big mouth. That's his quote. He said she lived lavishly, gossip columns made reference to her, tabloids sent paparazzi to her place. You know, the other Hollywood madams at the time, and there, there tended to be quite few apparently, they're, they're, according to a report that I read from the time that she got arrested, there were said to be about, at any given moment, 150 sex workers serving Hollywood, and then, you know, many fewer 
madams than that. You know, you could count them on one hand. But those those madams kept a low profile. This is the thing. Even if they were sort of known, they either kept themselves out of the tabloids in the first place, or they actively worked with police to help them with other issues to try to keep their own noses clean. Yeah, and that was the case with Madam Alex, who was the top Hollywood madam of the 70s and 80s. And she ended up teaching Heidi Fleiss her trade, only to have it basically stolen from under her. And she was, I mean, she certainly wasn't opposed to a bit of lavish living. She didn't exactly keep a low profile. The writer William Stadium described her as having a 100 cats, an Olympic-sized swimming pool filled with naked models and starlets, and soup tureens filled with cocaine. <laughs> I just worry about the cats in that equation. <laughs> They're going to be in the pool and all over the clients. <laughs> Crucially, Madam Alex played along with the police. She apparently gave lists of her clients to the cops on a regular basis, which is something that Fleiss didn't do. And Heidi Fleiss actually started working for her as a cool girl with the, basically like an apprenticeship. You know, she had the express intention of becoming a famous madam herself. She was from a really pretty well-off background. Her dad was a successful pediatrician. He had some quite unconventional opinions, but he was very well known. So there was certainly, she was not being like driven to sex work by financial reasons. Or and her mum was a school teacher. Yeah. So this is like an upper middle class LA existence that she came from. Mm -hmm. Yes and no, because as a teenage tearaway, she did start flunking out of school. And then apparently there was this car accident where Fleiss was driving and her sister was very badly injured and nearly lost an arm. And uh, according to her family, at least, the guilt hit her really badly. And she then began this affair with a 57-year-old guy called Bernie Cornfield, who was a financier. That's an amazing name. That's like a parody name. <laughs> Isn't it? For a financier. Yeah. Bernie Cornfield. <laughs> the way the LA Times reported him as well, it called him Jet Set Financier Bernie Cornfield. It's just, <laughs> it's just perfect. You can see the pinstripe suit. You can see the cigar. Hey, I'm Bernie Cornfield. <laughs> I'm going to get you a deal. Exactly. So she started going to his parties in Hollywood and then she met another guy. She became the girlfriend of a B-movie director called Ivan Nagy. And he then introduced her to Madam Alex, the one who ultimately gave her her own break in the sort of world of madaming. But the charge that Madam Alex had given her was to rebuild her group of prostitutes, basically, because uh, Madam Alex's prostitutes were getting a bit older and were looking to retire. And so she needed younger, fresh blood. And Fleiss started building this new group and then was like, wait, why am I doing this for someone else? And pretty much just split off and went her own way. Thus, enraging not only Madam Alex, but also she fell out with Nagy. Uh, and he came to be a big thorn in her side over the years. And there's some speculation that he also dobbed her into the police. Yeah, because she specialised in recruiting young, attractive women who had, you know, the Beverly Hills look. You weren't just hiring a sex worker through her. You were hiring this whole lifestyle because you could hire a bunch of these girls who all looked like Hollywood starlets or models. So you could build yourself this kind of fantasy as well. You could have them sit around your pool and pretend that you had all these Hollywood starlet girlfriends. And she was 27. I mean, that's another thing, isn't it, that I think really resonated about this story. I think if a madam had been arrested at the age of 57... It's yeah. just got less tabloid appeal, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, she was 22 and she started out on her own. And within a year, she said she had 500 women working for her. She was taking in hundreds of thousands of dollars a week. I mean, she'd royally pissed off Madame Alex at this point because you basically just started using her charm and savvy to persuade her clients to just bypass Madame Alex altogether until she had her whole own business. That's never going to endear you to your pimp. <laughs> yeah, but it was, in fact, this high-fleeting lifestyle that you made reference to that was her undoing in the end. Because 
because although she was found guilty on three of five counts of pandering, which is recruiting prostitutes, and she was sentenced to three years, that was actually overturned on appeal. But what she actually ended up serving prison time for was another case that was brought afterwards, which was felony tax evasion, conspiracy and money laundering. And there was something really interesting about this was that her father, the paediatrician, was also embroiled in this because he'd helped her sort of funnel her ill-gotten gains into properties and so forth. A lot of tabloid press reports of her first trial made a big deal of how flippant she was. Uh, and she had joked to the media about bringing in an entourage of cool girls wearing hats that said Heidi Ho. <laughs> she was very casual and nonchalant and that you know made the case more appealing. But apparently she, her demeanour for the second trial was completely different because her father did end up, I think he ended up taking a plea deal. He didn't end up going to prison. But she was apparently very, very upset by this. She, you know, she had tears in her eyes. And it actually ended up being that element of it that brought her down rather than running the cool girl ring itself. What was clear is that the establishment didn't care what they managed to nail her for. They just wanted her in prison. Yeah. And you have to ask why that is, given that prostitution is such an open secret across Hollywood. I mean, the vice sting that got her in 1993 involved the Los Angeles Police Department, the Beverly Hills Police Department, the State Alcoholic Beverage Control Agency, and the State Attorney General's Office. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty keen. But, you know, it is a story of a woman who was punished for facilitating men doing things that were against the law. Mm. You know, it should have mm. been the right. clients, if anyone, should have been the ones in court rather than Heidi. You know, you can see how you could take it from that angle. Well, I think at the time, and I remember a lot of the conversations that happened outside of Hollywood, because I wasn't living in Hollywood, were essentially, why would a Hollywood star pay for sex? That's basically what anyone mm. outside of Hollywood says. Like, if you're a Hollywood star, you can have whoever you want. Why would you pay for sex? Especially if it's not kind of freaky sex. You know, if you're talking about essentially bedding someone who is someone that you could probably flirt with mm. anyway mm -hmm. and the answer is convenience like it, you know it's it's a market out there where everything is done on the basis of how much money you have and if you've been working a 15 hour day in a studio and you still want to get your leg over at home but you don't want to have to buy someone dinner you don't want to have to learn their name that's what it is it's a fast food culture isn't it but applied to the bedroom and i suppose also discretion that you know if you have a hook up with a person at random from the rangoon racket club then there's every chance that it'll turn up in the tabloids tomorrow in a way that if you pay top dollar for a high class escort notionally it's not meant to unless then the person in question gets busted by the lapd and goes down in, in a sort of very public trial or you pay for it in travelers checks which by the way is how they <laughs> yeah. got charlie sheen oh, travelers checks travelers i mean checks. i know it was the 90s but was he on his gap year what was that he had to go to the post office and get those <laughs> tomorrow he also supposedly planted 40 acres with potatoes on the edge of paris love the show support the show patreon.com slash retrospectors Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.